and welcome into the roundtable. Bill Priestley here with you. And over the course of the last few weeks, we've been talking a little bit about, a little bit more about rail, and especially two rails in particular. We've got CN and also the new KCPC, uh, which is going, or KCPC, excuse me, uh, that has uh, obviously done a lot of expanding over the course of the past few weeks, especially with their merger uh, with uh, Kansas City Southern uh, joining their ranks as well. So we've got a lot uh, lot to talk about in terms of, is there an arms race going on between these two rails? Joining us, we've got Tony Hatch, who joins us from New York City, the CEO of ABH, ABH Consulting, and also Harris Ligon, the CEO of Telegraph joining us as well to bring us in on this conversation. Tony, uh, let me start with you. Obviously, you had the merger. You've got a, a deal with uh, Union Pacific. You've got truck deals. You've got a maritime agreement. Um, this has all the inklings of an arms race, or it seems like a gold rush in terms of these two uh, rails going from uh, Canada into uh, Mexico. What do you make of it so far, the, the events of the last month or so? Well, it's been pretty hectic, right? It's been sort of a battle of press releases uh, and, and future contracts. Uh, the CPKC is offering a significant new competitor in the north-south lanes from the U.S.-Canadian Midwest all the way down to Mexico, and obviously a critical lane for agriculture and also for the auto market for inter- intermodal. Historically, you know, the railroads have been an east-west biased uh, or focused industry, and this really offers a second route competing with Union Pacific. And not only that, they then uh, got two major brand-new UP customers in Schneider and Knight Swift to join their north-south lane. So these are customers that only in the last year, roughly, that Union Pacific had pried away in the east-west lanes, that is, say, from California east, from the BNSF. So it's got all the makings of sort of a soap opera in, in that the, these the brand-new bestest, bestest friends from of UP east-west have now left UP and joined in, the, in, in these other lanes and joined CPKC heading that way. UP responded by inking a deal with CN, Canadian Pacific's biggest uh, rival, obviously a bigger rival in right. Canada, down to Theramex. So it's going to be it's going to be a, a wild story. Harris, what do, you, what do you make of this? Obviously, we've had uh, trains for years basically go west to east from L.A. Uh, and then now, just in recently, we've seen a little bit of going in the opposite direction. Obviously, we've a lot more freight headed to the east coast. But now, all of a sudden, this north-south lane is becoming what looks to be really lucrative or at least looks like a gold rush. Yeah, Bill, I, I think it's a it's. It's actually great for the industry, right? I think there, there's been shades of um, commentary around monopolistic practices, and, and that may continue to at some point in the future. However, I think when you see multiple franchises beginning to lean in quite a bit more and actually talk openly about competition, drive for it, and have a, a, a really good opportunity to compete directly with one another, I, I think there are only good outcomes that come at the end result for the the shippers and the BCOs that are using those services. So over the long term, I think it's actually a really good item. And we've been talking for weeks, months, years about the the boom that could happen from nearshoring. And I think anybody who's been paying attention to Latin America over the past five years has seen the opportunity. It looks like now we've got a real opportunity to capitalize on it. Yeah, Tony, just to follow up on that, uh, is is Mexico the next uh, great frontier as the nearshoring uh, movement continues to gain strength? I, uh, I just had to comment on Harrison's thing about monopolistic practices. The uh, Surface Transportation Board certainly has used that phrase, but in the case of intermodal, it's you know incredibly obvious that there is no monopolistic practices going on. 
After all, although Mexico has been an enormously, it's been the fastest growing market this entire century, market share hasn't changed because the highway is the dominant market player. That's really what both sides are saying they're angling at, is trucks off the highway. Of course, with both sides, that is being the, the CP-dominated side and, say, the CN-dominated side, the CNUP, uh, they're both saying they're, they're going off the highway. Obviously, they're also targeting each other. So I agree with, with most of what, what uh, uh, you know my fellow commentators said there, but the monopolistic thing struck a, a discordant note to me. I don't know if I believe that nearshoring is, is, is huge. Mexico is huge, so call it what you want. Uh, clearly, if we see further decoupling, Mexico is the obvious market, but they can grow as fast as the infrastructure and their own government allows them. And uh, the railroads have been big participants with this expectation. And here's where I definitely agree with the commentary. I think that could grow even faster. I mean, the market share cross border is still much smaller than what you'd say typical domestic share is in the U.S. And uh, there's every opportunity there. Harris, we've seen a lot of, obviously, a lot of deals in the last few weeks or so about around, you know, the, both of these two rail lines, especially going towards Mexico. Um, as you look at it, like, what do you think is the goal here? I mean, in ideal circumstances, uh, what does CPKC and CN, what, what's their ideal setup in terms of, obviously, deal after deal after deal, but what's the end goal, do you think, of what they're after? Look, they, they both are, are acknowledging the, the power of their franchises, right? So I think the, the deals represent the desire to want to continue to grow and expand. I, I think both of those items are actually really good for, for the railroad franchises. But I think it's, it's encouraging everybody else that plays, whether east to west, north to south, cross-border, to, to really lean in and, and go a little more aggressively after share. I think the interesting part, and, and Tony did a good job of kind of outlining this, is the railroads want to win. I don't think anybody's ever going to accuse them of wanting to sit back and not actually want to be aggressive about traffic. In the current environment, I think that's going to be interesting. When we think about intermodal as, as an opportunity, I think typically that actually maximizes the, the railroad's core value. They've got amazing inherent economies of scale. Intermodal takes really good advantage of that. However, it tends to be a lower margin business. And so you're going to need a lot of volume to make sure that those networks, number one, are fully utilized and are actually returning the right amount of investment that the railroads have and will continue to put into them. So I think we, we and the way that we look at it as an organization is that the objective of CPKC or CN is not any different from any other franchise. They just happen to have a new uh, market opportunity with which to compete in, and they're going to go hard after it. Tony, what do you think is the uh, is the end goal of these two railroads as they as they try to you know take as much of this market share as they can in these north south lanes? last comments. Uh, the railroads had spent a bunch of years focusing on margin and, and really cost control and uh, the so-called uh, uh, you know the, 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 the good or bad of precision scheduled railroading. They've clearly pivoted to growth. You know, they've sort of, they're not running at max efficiency now, of course, at all. They've got labor issues and whatnot, but they're still resolving. I mean, shortages here. Uh, but clearly the focus is growth. Canadian National just held a, a two and a half day investor conference last week in which they sort of surprised Wall Street by saying they were increasing their capital spending from an order of $2.5 billion up to $4 billion to fund that growth. That growth is going to come in, in those north-south lanes as well as out of western Canada, Prince Rupert. They have high expectations for Halifax. CP will hold their, their big investor meeting at the end of next month, and they're going to obviously be all about growth. That merger is entirely about growth. So uh, I, I expect, you know, I, I think uh, Harrison was right. You know, we... Uh, we, we this is a growth-focused merger. 
and we, you know, hopefully they'll fund it, get the returns, the volume first, and then the returns to justify it. I expect that they will, and they certainly, if they don't do nothing, they, you know, then they have no option at all. So it's a worthy gamble. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Harris, uh, switching, obviously, both of these rail lines as they move southward, uh, you know, go, they go through either St. Louis or Kansas City. They move down towards uh, New Orleans or Houston. And obviously, uh, Kansas City Southern goes, goes into Mexico there on the eastern side of that uh, Mexico-Texas border. Um, do you see any reason or any perhaps more infrastructure that may uh, come towards the western side of that border between Texas and Mexico, or at least into maybe uh, New Mexico, Arizona? Because right now, it looks like Laredo is kind of the only place where uh, trains are going to go in and out, at least for the foreseeable future, until more of that infrastructure is built. Is that something that you might see on the horizon for either uh, CPKC or CN? Yeah, actually, I, I'm I'm not 100% convinced that CPKC or CN are going to double down and pour mon- more money into the Laredo market. They, I think there's already been kind of a they're 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 expanding a, a second route over a bridge via that corridor. I think what's actually interesting here is that Union Pacific. Uh, has and talks about publicly that they have some of the best gateway strategies as it relates to touching and going in and out of Mexico. So in addition to Laredo, you can also think about Brownsville, Nogales, Eagle Pass. And so I think there, there are a lot of other opportunities beyond just the CPKC-CN conversation where the, the Western carriers, both BNSF and Union Pacific, could think about their investments and their strategy about going cross-border there. There may be some some concerns or questions around transit time or service availability, but I, I think as we all know, and as Anthony kind of called out, shifting to a more growth mindset means you're probably going to have to build some service, solicit volume in those lanes in order to, to get it up and going. I'd argue that now is probably the best time to, to do that because the, the trucking market is relatively quiet. You're not in a giant upheaval. Your budgets are fairly set for the year. I think part of the challenge is, is when we look at the, the earnings for most of the rail lines, revenue was up in the first quarter. Uh, revenue per unit was typically up in the first quarter. However, volume was down pretty broadly. I think BNSF just reported RPU up 14% in aggregate, volume down 10% in aggregate. Right. So I think there's going to be a, a reckoning in the latter part of the year around how the investments are going to be made. But when we talk about businesses getting built, the best businesses typically get built during a downturn. I think there's a really op- good opportunity for the railroads to do that here. Tony, we've got about 45 seconds here. So what do you think about more infrastructure coming into these north-south lanes? You know, the CN just talked about a major increase in capex. Uh, the Falcon service that UPCN and Fairmax uses will use Eagle Pass, but Laredo will be the focus of CP. They don't have options. They'll get a lot of UP business still there, and they're going to get that you know over- oversight by the STB. But I see you know pretty major capex and growth you know, into this year, but really starting next year. In the case of uh, of CP of CN, they've already started, and CP will also announce a major increase in capex to fund all their expansion they see in Texas, funneling into Mexico. So this is a good time to grow. Uh, I think you'll see pretty much around the uh, you know, BN has an enormous increase in capex. So we will see you know a growth bet, a growth bet. I think they will win, but I think they will fund it. It will be a very interesting show to watch as both these both these lines as well as uh, UP start to make inroads into Mexico and those north-south lanes. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Harris. All right. See we you. will move on and have a next check, our last check, excuse me, of Headlines with Kaylee. <laughs> 